Hi, I'm Crystal, former school principal, married mother of two, and newly diagnosed ADHDer. Come on my journey where I figure out how to improve my quality of life and my family's. Today's guest is Christina Robertson. Christina is a podcaster, TikTok creator, and social media presence that brings awareness to relationships and intimacy advice and the importance of working on yourself. Of all of her roles, being a mom and a wife with ADHD has its strengths and also presents its own obstacles. Listen in as she shares her story with me and some of her advice for those of us with ADHD. Hey, Christina. Hey. (laughs) Well, thank you for hopping on. I know you're very busy, but tell me a little bit about your ADHD and how it's impacted your life personally. Okay. So I did not even realize that I had ADHD, but I lived with two people who did. And it wasn't until my husband started noticing some things about me that he said, hey, you might have ADHD. And I said, yeah, I don't know about that. But after doing some research and figuring out some different things, I realized that I do. So the crazy thing that I, that ADHD seems to be different for men versus women, at least in our case. So I call it squirrel brain because I'm literally all <laughs> over the place all the time. Yeah. So, and I thought it was just me like being very unorganized or sometimes being very lazy. Um, But I realized that that wasn't the case at all. It's just the way that my brain functions is just a little bit different. So like for my, my son, he's eight years old or nine years old and he can, you know, he can process things very well. He understands things um, that I don't think he understands until he like somehow surprises me. And so my husband, they're very similar. So they're like always playing chess in their mind. They're always a couple steps ahead of Uh everything, which is crazy. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, me on the other hand, I have a problem with my executive um, execution, my, my execution. Okay. So I can, process things but it takes me a little longer but then I get like uh the the chaos I need chaos but at the same time chaos overwhelms me right Mm -hmm. so I want to do things I have to have lists and lists for my lists but (laughs) but then I I get so like where where do I even start you know what I mean like I don't know what to do first I don't know which order to do it in and it's crazy because my husband, who has the ADHD, then tells me you should do this first, this first, like this. And I'm like, we have not, we do not have the same ADHD because I can't do all that. Once I get into a rhythm, I can, I can go like crazy. Like I can focus for like a solid hour as long as I'm not. Yeah. But, and that definitely brings about too, that there's different kinds of ADHD. And I, th- I think that's a common misconception is that yes. one size fits all. And it's so not true. Gender plays a huge role, but then even just ADHD, we're learning that there's so many different kinds and yes. they, they don't look alike at all. Absolutely. Okay. So do you think it's easier to be married to speak to somebody who has ADHD as well? Or do you think that it would be easier to be married to someone who's neurotypical and can balance you out? So for me personally, I think it's much better to be in a relationship with somebody who kind of understands what I'm going through. Mm-hmm. But 
at the same in the same turn, like I think it would be harder if it was somebody who had the same kind of ADHD that I have. Because right. you know, if we both if we both can't um, process or you know execute anything, then we would just be squirreling everywhere. You know what I mean? <laughs> so the fact that he's able to do that and he kind of compliments where I lack, I think I think it's great, honestly. And here's a here's a misconception though about it. I think is just because we're not neurotypical, somehow we're not maybe as smart or as, Mm -hmm. I don't know, whatever society thinks. But honestly, talking to people with ADHD, we may have problems functioning, but our minds work completely different. Like we think about things in totally different ways. We are kind of like out of the box thinkers. Um, But again, it's just the processing that's that's the hard part. (laughs) Yeah, and and I heard someone once say like, someone with ADHD has the information. It's not that they don't have the information of someone that's neurotypical. It's that they don't always know how to use it. And yes. so couldn't agree more with you that like, I feel that brains function our brain. We, you know, we're very intelligent. And that's why I think I struggled for so long was I know I'm smart. I know I'm intelligent, but I can't always use what I have yes. in my brain. <laughs> yes. Okay. So you kind of have focused on intimacy and relationships and um, which I think is beautiful, especially in the world of ADHD, because there are some things that, that make it complicated or can um, make it a little bit more challenging. So, so how do you feel that ADHD impacts intimacy with partners or um, just continually staying connected to your spouse? So it's funny that you actually asked this because I didn't realize how it affected my intimacy. Um, I actually saw a TikTok about somebody who's like, oh, yeah, intimacy with ADHD. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I realized I do all these things, but I didn't I didn't connect the dots. You know what I mean? I was like, I didn't realize that if I'm, you know, me and my husband are in a moment of passion, but I hear random sounds. My brain is going on whatever sound is going on over there. I'm not focusing on what we're doing or if (laughs) if something feels weird, like the sheet. Oh, that that feels funky. Like. Or like anything out of the ordinary is very hard for me to process. So I'm constantly trying to hone in myself and say, okay, you know what? For 20 minutes, shut your brain off. I know that's like the most impossible thing to do for someone with ADHD. But if I can just put all those things aside and say, don't. Like you have to. It's intentional. It really is. You have to, you have to be intentional with it. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. And you absolutely have to try. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I think that causes arguments sometimes. And and I am married to a neurotypical person who does not understand and is, he's so amazing. He's trying to figure it all out, but that's something that we have to have a conversation about. Like I have to try to focus and it has nothing to do with you. You know, it has nothing to do with how much I love you, how attractive you are to me, how much in love I am with you. It really has to do with my brain. Absolutely. Absolutely. And if we can, if we can kind of bring more awareness to that, I think that's kind of why I talk so much about relationships because a lot of marriage is we're just not understanding the other person's perspective. We're not understanding what their brain does, how they process information. Um, And so we just have to be, we just have to be aware that maybe the reason our spouse is the way they are, isn't because they're just annoying or they're (laughs) they're specifically like not trying to meet our needs but maybe we just have to figure out how to do that 
Well, and I think it's I think it's huge that you're you're putting your time and energy into that because we look at the numbers of divorce and as a product mm-hmm. of divorce myself with my my parents being divorced, you know, it impacts children and it impacts the world and it would be nice to be able to figure some of these things out and not just, you know, give up on the fact that there there is an obstacle there but we any other advice that you'd give as far as relationships, being in a, in a relationship with someone with an, who has ADHD, whether it's somebody who's neurotypical or they have ADHD themselves, like any other advice or resources that you'd suggest to kind of strengthen um, that relationship? So a big part of marriage uh, that people don't really think about is perspective. You have to sometimes see things from the other person's shoes and it makes it even harder when you don't kind of take into consideration what the other person's going through. So again, you you should know this because you're married to someone who's neurotypical. They may not understand how you do things or how you process things, but they have to be open and willing to look at things from your own perspective, just like you have to do the same thing for them. Right. Uh, marriage is about give and take and wanting to meet your spouse's needs even if it's kind of hard to do because the way your brain functions. So, I mean, we can, we can, I can talk about marriage all day long, but the (laughs) the truth of the matter is the truth of the matter is we just have to make sure that we're what we can to figure out what our spouse needs and then doing whatever it takes to figure out how to show them love, how to connect with them, um, whether we're neurotypical or not. Right. (laughs) And knowing that it's possible, you know, my husband told me that he jokingly, he was like, you know, I was even reading, you know, he's a researcher and he's like, I was even reading through and people were writing in like the comments, like, is it possible to be a neurotypical person and be married to someone with ADHD? Like, is it possible to maneuver that without just, you know, blowing up in front of you? And, and I think it's important. Like I told him, I was like, absolutely. Like, who are even a second to think about it? Like there is where there's a will, there's a way kind of thing, you know? Absolutely. If anybody, this is what I say can be fixed or every marriage can be a blessing and be a great marriage, but you have to put effort into it. You know, we think that just because you're this way and I'm that way, that things can't be fixed, resolved or flourish, but they can. It's just the amount of effort you want to put into it. And marriage is not easy. It's hard work. We're not, we're not given that disclaimer when we got married, but if we can realize that things that I think anybody can make it work. For sure. And speaking of um, tough jobs, you know, marriage is one of them. We're never given the, we can read a million books, but you know, ultimately we're, we're in a unique situation because we're, our spouse is unique and we're unique. Talk about the struggle of being a mom with ADHD. Obviously that's kind of what my whole podcast is about, but um, yeah. you know, the, the experiences you've had with ADHD, your personal ADHD, but then also um, having a child as well who has ADHD. So again, I knew that my son had ADHD before I knew. So for me, I had to learn what his type entailed. And then being a mom with ADHD, I didn't realize how much I block out because I it's my coping mechanism. I have to block out noises. I have to I have to blo- put my phone on do not disturb. I have to do all these things to be able to block out all the things that will destroy. So sometimes like my kids and want me and I completely block it out because I'm so focused on what I'm doing. So Mm -hmm. something that I actually learned um, and my son who has ADHD also, I don't know if you've ever experienced this, this drives me nuts, but when your child 
has a temper tantrum, okay, and they start freaking out about something, they literally will whine and complain and say the same thing over and over and over again. Like, I'm thirsty, I'm thirsty. And they basically like their brain shuts off. And so they're, he's kind of doing the opposite instead of like ignoring, well, I guess he's kind of doing the same thing. He's kind of not processing what I'm saying and he is just kind of blocking it out. So a tip that I learned is you need to touch them to kind of like break that, like, you know, that the focus so they can, they can see that you're talking to them, touch them, look them in the face and say like, okay, are you thirsty? Do you need something to drink? I've started doing this. Now I was like, kids, when you need my attention, come touch me and let mm-hmm. me know you're talking to me and it's working. Cause I, they'd be like, mom, mom, mom. But I wouldn't process that they were saying it cause I was so honed in on what I was doing. But sure. now they know touch my shoulder, touch my legs, something. And I'm like, oh, and I kind of snap out of it. So that's one thing that I've started doing that's been a huge for us. But I've realized that, and I even made a whole TikTok on this and I, I cracked myself up making it because it's so true. Like my son asked me for something and an hour later, I'm, I'm in a whole nother room doing something totally different. I'm like, oh crap, I forgot to make his eggs. You know what I mean? So it's like, <laughs> we have to, we have to be able to like, I have to write a to-do list just to like, oh, remember to make dinner. Like remember to pull no, something out for, for dinner real. or for and it's, yeah. the struggle is real. <laughs> it is. I always joke that like I should have bought stock and post-its because like my yes. world yes. and maybe it's part of me working, you know, in education too. So I have, you know, more of a, a corporate style job, but like I need post-its everywhere, different colors. Like hey, I need post-its. <laughs> being a stay-at-home mom, it's the same thing. Seriously. I have post-its. I have, I have, notebooks and so anytime I write yep. something down I have to figure out which notebook I wrote it in because <laughs> I might what the notebook's supposed to be for but if it's not handy I'll just pick whatever notebooks next to me and so I have all the different things written in all the different notebooks it's fun <laughs> yeah well definitely back to your your comment of touching too I want to even add on to that so great idea and I absolutely love that and one of the things that I had read when I was learning about child psychology for my degree was the importance of when a child does that like so if a child comes over and touches you to put your hand on them that lets them know if you're still talking to another adult that I see you but I'm in the moment I'm busy so that they don't keep interrupting you so like that's you know just another strategy too that um I couldn't agree more with that they need that acknowledgement of like I see you I hear you just not this right this second and especially with a child who has ADHD who needs that immediate response letting them know that mommy sees you I need one second to finish up whatever I'm doing and I have to do that with my son who's autistic so that's just another piece that you made me think of yeah absolutely see we built it you know what it's true and and that's part of what this podcast for me is about is tribing together all these different experiences that are so different and yet they're so not that different and we're all we all know what it's like to forget to make somebody's eggs like I, I'm there yes. with you I know what that feels like and yet we can be in different states different countries different types of ADHD and we can all still experience that same thing so bringing us together it normalizes it and it allows us to make us feel less bad about those type of experiences absolutely Absolutely. I always say, if you struggle with something, share your struggle because you don't realize how many people are actually out there struggling with the same thing. I know we've all felt like I'm alone in this. I'm the worst mom ever. I I've, I forget to make my child food. Like, you know yep. how many moms do that? Yep. A lot. <laughs> yep. A lot of them. And, and we have to, that ADHD years, we hold on to that, that yes. weight. And if you have any childhood trauma, then it even, you know, amplifies, we hold yes. on to that. So that hard. mom guilt. 
Yes. Mm-hmm. And so letting go of that is so freeing. And that's, again, one of the reasons why I wanted to do this podcast is to let parents know that, like, it's okay you messed up and we are going to mess up. And even telling your kids, I'm going to mess up, but it's not yes. because mommy doesn't love you. <laughs> Exactly. And that's a great point is you have to make your kids aware that you have ADHD because I'm constantly having to apologize and say, I'm sorry to my children for the things that I've done. And a teenager, she kind of gets on me about things like, well, you never do what you say you're going to do, or you always tell me this and then you never follow through. I'm like, it's not my intention. It's right. just how I am. And I'm trying to fix it. So like, give me a little bit of grace. I'm trying right. to work on it, but you really have to kind of clue your family in on it too so they know like hey i'm not doing this because i don't love you i'm doing this because it's my brain (laughs) you know right and especially for those kiddos that you have that possibly are neurotypical yes they're you know you have adults that you're trying to to figure out a relationship with their neurotypical it's even that much harder for a child or a teen who's trying to figure out the world around them and then on top of that that mommy or or daddy's different so yeah that's Super complicated. Well, if you could continue, you know, sharing your story, I think that, you know, all of us can, like you said, just bring awareness to the the normalcy of motherhood, mother, you know, mothering with ADHD. And so where can someone follow you or what other platforms would you encourage people to find you on? So you can find me on TikTok. I actually have two different platforms on there talking about different things. Um, one, I talk about marriage. So you can find me at happyspouse.happyhouse on TikTok. And then my other one, I actually talk a lot more about parenting, about unschooling, um, kind of like homesteading, that kind of stuff. But I talk a lot about my children and my life um, in that. So that's Faith Family Freedom. Um, you can find that over there. And then Instagram is Christina.m.robertson. You can find me over there. And then Facebook, if you want to join me over there, you can Christina Michelle Robertson. I'm like one of the only ones. That's a whole long story, but you can follow me over there as well. Um, and then all the links for everything that I have, like my podcast on marriage and all that stuff is going to be in my bio. So you can, I have everything available for everyone to be able to find me, email me, message me, all the things. That's so awesome. And thank you again for sharing your story. It's, it's definitely Absolutely. unique and yet it definitely reminds us all that we're not alone in this journey and it's important to lend our voice and our stories and be vulnerable, vulnerable enough to share that. So thank Absolutely. you very much. Thank have you for having me. I appreciate day. it. Yes. Thank you. All right. Have a good day. Yeah.